Kia ora, I'm Laura Clark, the British High Commissioner to New Zealand. Welcome to another episode of Tea with the High Commission, the British High Commission's podcast, where we interview a range of interesting people talking about anything and everything, and in the process discover the great connections between the UK and New Zealand. And indeed a very good uh, day to those of you listening to this podcast uh, from the British High Commission. Matt Gifford is my name, the Pawarahi Māori, Māori Engagement Advisor, here with our esteemed panel of scholars, who have, I want to say recently, but also time, sense, all sense of time seems to have blurred recently, uh, but recently returned from London, uh, undertaking uh, research uh, for uh, under the banner of Hefai Matauranga. So great to have you here, and thank you for joining us as we uh, talk about um, some of the exciting uh, work that uh, you have undertaken, research that you all have undertaken uh, in the UK. Uh, and then, of course, brought back. And uh, we're really excited to talk a bit about some of the reflections that you have uh, on uh, from your time, uh, from your research and from your time in, in the UK and in uh, the various institutions that you have been uh, working within, uh, some of the learnings, and then, of course, looking forward at some of the opportunities for, for you uh, at a personal sense, but also some of the uh, opportunities that you think lie ahead uh, when we when we look at the connection of uh, Taonga Māori, uh, Taonga from the Pacific that are housed in UK institutions and uh, iwi, iwi and hapu Māori here in Aotearoa as we look at uh, doing what we can to further the, some of those connections. <coughs> so Tuia 250, of course, was uh, in 2000, held in 2019 here in, uh, here in Aotearoa. It was a commemoration of uh, the arrival of, or the first encounters, I should say, between uh, what was then uh, Britain and uh, Captain Cook and, and Māori uh, here in uh, Aotearoa. And as part of that work, the High Commission stood up uh, a scholarship program under, under Hefai Mā Tauranga uh, to support uh, scholars uh, such as yourselves to uh, pursue uh, research opportunities uh, supported by the University of East Anglia in the UK uh, to connect with Taonga in the UK. So what uh, I think is, a, uh, where I think is probably an appropriate place to start is background for those listening out there who um, are kind of trying to piece some of this together themselves is a little bit about uh, what you actually did, what your research focused on and uh, some of your reflections in the UK. Can we uh, go the other way just for uh, a bit of variety's sake, I guess, kia uh, tale and um, share with us a bit about your work and your research that you undertook in the UK. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so my research background is in adornment, um, and particularly uh, adornment practices related to chiefly headdresses um, from throughout Polynesia. So uh, for um my research project um, was really about building a case study for Māori head adornment practices um, with a real interest in um, investigating the traditions um, and the art of adorning chiefly heads for Māori. Mm. So, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's something I, I think, you know, to talk, to thinking about head adornment specifically, it's certainly uh, something that is synonymous with the Pacific when you think about our Pacific uh, relations, Polynesians, and uh, a very kind of well, well uh, I guess, known practice. Māori, Dim, tell us a little bit more about what te ao Māori and what you learned of te ao Māori practices of iwi hapu Māori when it comes to uh, head adornment. Uh, yeah, I learned a great deal. I think um, 
what before kind of going to the UK, um, and even now I still feel like there's not enough research that's done on Māori hiradorna practices, and kind of encountering some of the taonga that I did, um, and also through my research I've come to understand that there's a lot more variety than what or I tend to think or thought before. Um, so I've, um, I looked at uh, taonga such as heru, different kinds of heru, heru māsara, um, heru tigeya, um, and yeah, I just, I think it's exciting because there's a lot more for us to understand, and going back to what you mentioned before, in terms of those uh, Polynesian connections, um, one of my favourite proverbs or whakatauki is te upokoriti o Hawaiki, the perfect dress of Hawaiki, and that's actually a reference to those elaborate, ornate, um, ancient headdresses worn by chiefs in Hawaii. And so an interest for me is figuring out uh, where those practices changed in our history and our timeline, um, how that evolved, especially with the arrival of our waka here, and uh, why did those practices change? Um, and yeah, just that timeline, that evolution is what I'm really interested in. Mm, and and you've, you've mentioned it already, but you know, I think for Tel Māori, uh, heru is probably the the kind of first to come to mind when we think of head adornments. But uh, did you do you, did you see um, evidence within, I guess, fr or from from the context of Te Ao Māori evidence uh, or taonga that suggests that actually there was a broader range of uh, of, of head adornments? Uh, I want to keep calling them heru. That's how that's how kind of inherent it feels yeah. to talk about them. But was there was there evidence? Is there evidence of of Definitely yeah. there is. Um, so one of the highlights of uh, taonga that I came across was a portai taua, um, really beautiful specimen. Um, and again, it's one of those pieces that there's very little provenance or information on how it got to the collection where it currently is in Brighton. Um, but just seeing it, um, it's hard to describe, uh, but it had about seven or eight huya beaks attached to it. Um, Wow. Com completely constructed of, mu of muka, dyed different shades, um, and again, I had never seen like anything like that. Uh, interesting kind of category of, of taonga that I came across is feather ornaments. Um, there's a pair of kind of band feather uh, head adornments in the British Museum um, that are attributed to Te Ao Māori. We have no idea how they were worn, so we can only or, or do more research, but um, yeah, those are just a few examples of some of the real outliers that I came across um, and how that really broadened my understanding of, of what existed. Afina, can we come across to you and uh, please do share uh, with our audience a bit about the research that you undertook. My approach was slightly different from Tapunga and Tale and, and the fact that um, I was looking um, more at museums with a critical eye. So I had a, a Māori critical lens on in terms of my topic. Um, so my PhD research is about the role of museums and the maintenance of Māori weaving as a living cultural practice. So um, the scholarship enabled me to uh, talk to museum staff about their uh, thoughts and experiences of working with weavers and Māori weaving. Um, how do museums actually recognize the mana of weavers who hold the modi of weaving as a practice, as a living practice. 
my argument is that museums struggle to recognise that. Um, museums tend to focus on objects rather than the intangible knowledge that is so important to us as a people and a continuance of our arts and our practices. So I was, um, that's what I was doing over, over in the UK, really, um, and it was the first time, the first opportunity for me to be able to do that, even though I've been to the UK twice before, but they were more focused um, projects, and this time I was taking more of a critical um, approach to, to how UK museums and museum staff actually, do they understand um, Māori weaving and weavers and how, and how important weavers are to continue so um, <coughs> I've developed a framework, and it's um, called Te Whare Pōra, He Whare Wānanga, Whiri Te Tangata. Mm -hmm. And I see that as also uh, extending um, into Kote uh, Whare Taonga, He Whare Wānanga, Whiri Te Tangata, mm -hmm. which is a different um, way of looking at museums. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I'm trying to propose in my study is that uh, we can reform museums by just the fact that we have that, our, um, our focus is our culture and, and our, our, our tikanga, our customs, our arts, our history that's associated to these taonga that are locked in museums. So how can we make those reconnections and how can we make our museums live for our people? Mm. And that's the question. Mm. And, 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 uh, and what a question it is indeed. Uh, I think, so just to go, go across to the uh, weaving side of your research as well uh, and looking at the it's quite interesting isn't it to think about these living taonga if you think about it outside of a Maori worldview as it were then it's it, it, it's it's quite difficult actually to interpret and to understand what lives inside of these uh, in a non-Maori view inanimate objects, but actually from this world view, you, we talk about the mātauranga of weaving, the tapu of its of its history, of its whakapapa, to te, te taiao, mm. to ranginui and papatuānuku, and all of these things that we inherently understand to be Māori. Mm. How do we, and I know that this is something you brought up in your kind of introductory speech, but how do we work alongside the institutions, particularly those outside of Aotearoa, like the ones in the UK, to help those who are acting in a kaitiaki function or curatorial function right. to understand that? And what things, can practical things do you see or opportunities do you see to bring that broader custodial or kaitiaki um, relationship to life outside of our own borders? Yeah, okay. Um, it's a long process. Um, so there's this thing called um, long museology. You know, um, museology. Yeah, mm. long. Yeah, so it's like um, <clears throat> it's it's not a short step. It's not a instant thing. It's a it's actually about establishing a relationship, and then um, working towards our aspirations. But you know that, that that is changing hearts and minds. Basically, is what that's about. So I see us. The purpose of us going overseas to the UK is to open doors, and to look at the Tonga that are over there and try and make reconnections with them through our various ways. Hapu is very um, grounded with us, Bana Hapu Niri, and Tare is taking that um, Pacific Māori um, connection, and mine is very broad. Yeah, so in our own ways, we are trying to seek um, ways and strategies in which we can um, start changing these museums. Uh, I see the scholarship as a araraitaki, mm. uh, the sure. bigger picture mm. of um, kinihianga, you know, mm. kamiangano, mm. uh, tiakinga, 
Um, Tenakwe Afina, really interesting, really interesting work, and no doubt a couple of items would like to come back to. Uh, anyway, let us cross over. Kia huri, kia koe, uh, uh, tapuna, good to have you here. And uh, you describe yourself as the baby of the pack uh, of, uh, of these uh, fine, fine and esteemed, of this fine and esteemed panel from Rongofakata, of course, and iwi that uh, the UK has worked closely alongside as well on uh, issues or, or um, the co-papa of uh, Tuia 250, and of course, uh, were the essentially first contacted by Cook and his crew of the Endeavour uh, all those years ago. So, um, you were looking particularly at the carvings on the, on the house, Te Hauki Tūranga. Uh, so, would you mind uh, telling us a little bit about uh, your work and your research in the UK? Um, I think, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge um, the British High Commission um, and Kahurangi Laura Clark. Um, it's now 251 years since Cook's arrival into Tūranga, Otirai Iroto Te Aotearoa Ni. Um, and just a year ago in October, uh, Kahurangi Laura Clark came on to Tairawhiti, also came on to Mai Marae Rungofakata, to um, the expression of regret. And so I'd like to start that conversation with that acknowledgement. Um, from our many tipuna, I mata i taiwawa, mm -hmm. ko te maro, ko te rākau, ko rātou ma. 250 years, 251 years now, and anei tēnei kaupapa, he whai mā tauranga. And it is exactly that, as Avina has mentioned, it's cultural revitalization of our identity. As Māori, yes, as iwi, yes, as hapu, yes, as whānau, yes. Um, so, very privileged to have been part of this journey and being part of this rupu going over to the UK. Um, in regards to my research, uh, it's about sustaining cultural identity through kaitiakitanga. That's the, well, that's the working title at the moment, still in its um, draft form. Um, but saw this as an opportunity um, and as we mentioned, I see this, um, Afina spoke about this rautaki. And because, you know, we went there, three of us, to the UK, and then we split and went to these various museums on our own. And while I was there, I knew, he takitahi mātou, paiake te haere takitini. Um, and what's this rautaki, in terms of reconnecting, I see that rautaki as a, in, in matataki terms, it's called a karere puhoro. Now you have your uh, ohu tōtara, your group of warriors that'll go out, and then you have your uh, karere puhoro. And the karere puhoro is the um, scout. So I saw our role as a scout, um, researching, seeing our taonga, finding any information, and then bring it back to the matua to the home people, to the iwi, to share that mātauranga. And then hopefully later, the iwi or more, a group of people, artists, weavers, whakapapa people, you know, those ones that have that knowledge, you know, and it's amazing to be around those groups, even though there's different views, but they bounce off each other. And that's where you get that mātauranga, Māori or mātauranga iwi. So very privileged to go and see some of these tongas. You mentioned Te Hauki Tūranga. 
Um, it was not all about Te Tiranga, but um, um, there's still re research to be done about the missing pieces of the of the whare that's now standing in Te Papa. And so, um, but another great uh, Cornwall Museum, so that highlight for me was going to some of these smaller museums. So I went down to southeast of England, mm -hmm. um, went down to Cornwall Museum, and Dr. Termina Hushka, who assisted me while I was there, and so they had a taiaha there, and the original, and um, Tala has mentioned, there's not much provenance or documented information in the archives at these museums. They may have the collector's name, and so our mahi is to find out how that collector got the taonga, but it, this tonga, this tonga had the original label on the tinana of this taiaha, only a very small taiaha, um, had red wax sealed eyes, um, very small ruko, um, but on this label it had taken from Tikoti during the East Coast campaign. Mm -hmm. So wow. that information had me harotera, mm -hmm. um, seeing that information there. And because before going there, I went to Exeter, another museum on the way, and they had a, a wahaika as well. And it was, it was taken from Sergeant Howard Strong from Ngātapa. So you're thinking wow. 1869. And then you're wondering on the coast, on the, on the coast, what's the connection there? Hey, were there naval, naval officers there? Or um, in Cornwall, a lot of mining, so there was relationships there, mm -hmm. but you're trying to find out um, the whys and the who's. Um, so that's ongoing, but seeing that taonga, and that, that was Waitangi Day Hall. I saw that taonga at um, Cornwall. Wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Ka, ka tangi te ngā kai te ki te ngā o te rā taonga, mm. a ngā mātou a ngā tipura. Mm. Yeah. As I said, he, ka rere pū horo noi ho mātou, ka uh -huh. haere ka hoki mai ki te wānai. Uh -huh. And kia huria, kia huria no ki tērā whakaaro te karere pūhoro e hoa uh, kātahi ko te whakaaro rangatira ko tērā. Um, we are talking about, and, uh, and lots of te reo Māori scattered in here for those who are, uh, for those who are uh, not uh, au fei or fluent with the language, but uh, talking about a, uh, a very interesting, I guess kind of analogy, wouldn't you call it, e in, in, in English, about... Uh, part of this work, particularly going out on your own, even though you were together, but uh, then you would split up, and as you say, he mahi takitahi, uh, going out on your own eventually, um, but kind of acting as, as that scout to find out stuff and kind of get bits and pieces of information to bring back and start trying to um, put that back together. Uh, so I guess my question then to you is, um, and really interesting to hear about the taiaha, the, which is a which is a traditional kind of Maori spear, I guess you could call it, uh, and and some of the, that kind of information or, or provenance information that's captured. Uh, what do you bring back? What's what have you gone back, or what do you, will you take back to Rongofakata, to Ngaitaamanuhiri, to your people, and and. Um, what do you see as some next steps? And we'll come to close up and ask the follow a, a similar question to the both of you as to some of those next steps. But for you, Ehua? I think it's on that uh, ideology of the karere pūhoro and then coming back to the matu of the whāngai, that kōrero, and then allowing for a bigger group to go back 
to have those conversations with museums over there. Um, and it's interesting with the smaller museums as well. Um, there are some museums over there, and I must acknowledge the museums over there at the moment mm. through a hard time with COVID-19, mm. especially some of the big museums. But also some of these smaller museums are going through difficult times. And so what happens if there's things like closures of museums? What happens to our Taonga Māori over there? And so this Karere Pūhoro initiative, I think, is really um, vital in terms of reconnecting for our whānau. And then, you know, if museums like that close, then there's their contact relationship with whānau. Mm. It's not to go back, go to another museum, you know what I mean? Mm. So for you about uh, starting to create those linkages there for your, for, for your iwi hapu to... Um, be able to start building more direct relationships with the Taonga, who, uh, with the with the institutions that house these Taonga te koe What what do you see as some of your next steps going forward? Mm. The metaphor I use quite often is fidia kiatinga, so that's to bind, hold fast, and I see that this kaupapa is very much about that, um, trying to lock into that are overseas and then bring back as much information as possible to descendants as possible for, you know, where those Tonga come from. But um, that's the first step for me. Um, it's heartbreaking when you go overseas and you see so many Tonga that are in storerooms in the dark and disconnected to their whanau and their people. So um, what I would like to see in the future is more research done and it's badly needed. Uh, I went to one museum and the last time that they updated their database was uh, 30 years ago. So uh, immediately there's that first kind of step is uh, find out what is overseas and how those museums are looking after them and then be able to advise those museums on, on their kaitiakitama. Um, so I think that's immediate and let's, uh, let's look at that as a way forward. And we finish um, with you, Tale, and ask you about, uh, of course, we talked about the head adornments and this very interesting research going on about trying to perhaps look and understand a bit more of that cultural transformation of Māori in, in the context of head adornment practices, uh, not to try and um, um, uh, preempt what you're going to say, but interested to hear what you'd like to see going forward. Um, don't have much to add. Um, absolutely agree with what Tapunga and Afina have already said. Um, and the metaphors they've used, I really see our role as navigators, um, and I, I prefer the term wayfinders. Um, we have kind of benefited off um, previous kaitiaki who have forged pathways, and it's up to us to continue doing that, and to create pathways for other researchers, um, other Māori artists, practitioners, to um, access those collections, those tāma as well. So, and uh, so the, the idea of um, wayfinders, as it were, navigators, and uh, isn't, that, isn't that just so appropriate in the context of not just what we're talking about, but understanding what this journey looks like through a different worldview, through, through the worldview of Te Ao Māori, uh, Polynesia at large, uh, and understanding some of those cultural ideologies that go hand in hand with who we are, and why this is significant to us. Fidi Fidia Kiatina is your... Um, a, analogy about binding strong and finding those and that sense of connection I guess as well and being really rooted to that sense of 
connection and then of course Kiakwe, uh, Tapunga on the Karere, um, Puhoro and thinking of, uh, thinking of uh, that in the context of going out and scouting for more information, bringing that back and then working as a whānau, as a hapu, as a collective to determine what, that, what, the, what the future action might be which uh, is certainly a way that, uh, you know, the Te Ao Māori way of operating. Hoi anō, ko te ahua nei kua paukatoa te taima kia tātou i tēnei wā. We have reached the end of our time uh, together, but I feel like we've just kind of scratched the surface at three incredible uh, research projects, and I don't know that uh, a year and a half ago when we first started discussing uh, around a Fai Mātauranga scholarship that we could have ever envisaged three more worthy scholars uh, and, and more importantly, three um, people, uh, Uri Māori, to uh, go out and take on this role of um, way, wayfinding through the Pacific to act as the karereho in order to whakawhiriwhiria uh, kia tina te kaupapa o tātou. So with that, uh, can I please just close and say a very um, warm thanks to you all. And thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the mātauranga and the knowledge that you have brought back. And also thank you for sharing with us your aspirations going forward. And I'm sure that they're all um, pathways that we will continue to watch with great interest. Hoi anō, tēnā tātou, te hunga uh, hakarongo mai nei ki tēnei, uh, ki tēnei whakawhitinga kōrero i tēnei wai pāna ki ngā kaupapa mahau tātou. Arā ko ngā taonga tuku iho a tātou mātua tūpuna, nā tikanga ngā kawao a tātou mātua tīpuna. Arā ko te kaupapa nui tēnei, ko te whai i te mātauranga, tēnā koutou kei apuranga tira, o tira tēnā tātou. Katoa. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review as it helps others find us. And remember, you can subscribe to us by searching for Tea with the High Commission on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you. Kakitiano.